We just got back from the National Memorial for the Unborn, and now we're debriefing. Join us. We are created equal, and we're inviting you to debrief with us. Hey, y'all. I'm Lexi. Hey, everyone. It's Seth, and you can hear the audio is kind of hard today, right, Lexi? Because we are on the bus, the Justice Ride bus. In the back of the bus, producer Esther is sitting on the floor, cross-legged behind our um, soundboard right there, hiding in front of the bathroom. So <laughs> this is kind of a hard place, and the audio yeah. is hard, so we apologize in advance for that. But what we have to talk about, as you just said, is a very heavy, somber topic, and that is the National Memorial for the Unborn. I don't know if any of our listeners have been there before, but you and I just got back there with, from there with 80 Justice Riders, and now we're debriefing. And joining us today is going to be intern Claire. Um, she was on a podcast already with us earlier. Um, and so thank you, Claire, for joining us again. Yeah, it's great to be back. So we were, like like Seth said, we were at the National Memorial for the Unborn, and that is in Seth, where Chattanooga, Tennessee. Thank so you. if you've not been there, I recommend you go. Oh, yes. It's very impactful. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about today, um, the impact that um, the memorial has been on not only Seth and I, but on Claire and actually changing her a lot. Um, and actually kind of, would you say, Claire, like encouraging you or like putting you to the place where you're actually dedicated nine months serving um, to protect the preborn? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess like with that, we should kind of describe what does it look like yeah. being at the memorial? What even is it? Claire, kind of give them a, a general idea yeah. of how it is there. Like yeah. What it's like. yeah. So it's, it's at an old abortion um, facility that um, they have that the, that they, that a pro-life group bought and has turned into the National Memorial. And so um, you you walk you walk through this like rock garden and there are just some different plaques that you can read. And then you go inside and um, just on the wall there, there are um, about 20, 2,500 or so plaques on the wall dedicated, each dedicated mm. to, a, to a baby killed by abortion. And they each have... Um, some names or um, they each just say something, a Bible verse, um, just different things on them. Mm -hmm. Yes, overall, they're about between 2,000, 3,000 plaques, right? So when you look at that wall, Claire, I think one of the most impactful things is seeing all these names. We'll get into a moment some of the things the plaques say, right? Yeah. But when you look at that wall, you realize that is about one day of abortion in America mm -hmm. because 2,300 babies die every day, and that's about how many plaques there are on that wall. So that alone is overwhelming, but I think just walking on that ground, knowing that your feet are standing where an abortionist once stood, where a mother walked in, where 35,000 people too young to be born, where they lost their lives. It's hard to describe the weight of that moment, but can you try to tell us your first time being there, what was it like walking on the site of true genocide? Yeah, I mean, it was very surreal. Like, just going from, like, being outside, sidewalk counseling, um, just talking about abortion to actually, this was just a whole different experience. Mm. Uh, yeah, very surreal and sombering. So I know that you, we went on the, so last three years ago was your first time at the National Memorial. Yes. And did we go, I'm trying to remember, did we go at the end of the Justice Ride or the beginning? 
Yeah, we went at the end of the justice. Okay, so we had a week long of doing outreach, talking to people about abortion, talking to those who were advocates of abortion, Mm -hmm. um, cheering on the death of preborn babies, going outside abortion facilities, talking to mothers who were making that choice to go and kill them. And then at the end of that, we had to um, go to the memorial and stand and look at all of these plaques of children who have died and the mothers and fathers, siblings, aunts who've come to grieve over the, the loss of their child. And so I, I know that's very impactful, but I know you told me that going to the memorial changed in your mind, um, abortion being just a head, uh, knowledge that abortion is wrong to being convicted and having a heart change. Mm-hmm. So kind of explain to us, how does that feel in that moment? Whenever you saw that big different difference and shift in your mind and in your heart, what was that like? Yeah. So for me, it was, like I said, it went from a head issue to a heart. So I knew abortion was wrong before that. I knew it was wrong to kill an innocent human being, but going there really humanized the, the victims of abortion for me. And it just, just seeing all the plaques on the wall and just the, the, the sweet, short little messages from parents, siblings, um, aunts, uncles, whatever, grandparents, just seeing that, just seeing all the pain of abortion just firsthand was just so, it was, it was devastating to me. And I was just, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. So I think that's, I I love what you just said, Claire, is truly so, you know, you're a a gap, you're intern now, meaning she's with us for nine months, as Lexi said, uh, for those who are listening, but also, um, what I think is so powerful what you just said is that you're really capturing the reason we go there. You know, I'm hoping people would have that experience mm-hmm. because I can recall my first time going there or places, other places where I was seeing abortion happening, not a memorial. And it's have what you just said happened. It went from a head issue to heart issue for me. And the justice ride, people who haven't been on one who are listening to the podcast might think this is all about debate and changing minds. That is important. But it's not just about what people think, but also what they feel, right? It's one thing to think abortion's wrong, but we want people to think and feel about abortion in the right way. And that means think it's wrong and be so disgusted in their emotions by it that they would not choose it, that they would vote against it, and so on. So I love that you just said that because that's our goal with the justice ride. The reason we're on this trip to change how these students think and feel and then ultimately how others think and feel. And Lexi, I'm curious for you, when you first went there, was it a similar experience for you? Yeah, and I'm honestly trying to put myself back in that situation three years ago. And what I was feeling at that point, I had never experienced something like the memorial before. Um, And I just remember being in awe and not really knowing what to do. I remember getting back on the bus and just sitting in dead silence for um, like at least like an hour or more after just uh, praying and thinking about what I had just seen. And I remember I was like playing the Bible in my ears because I was like just so heartbroken that I didn't know how on earth I could move on and do anything else whenever I knew babies were being killed and just the impact that has on everybody. Right. I mean, because I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, like some of my words here, but it's what it's important to stand outside the facilities where babies are being killed. That's where we go. But what you're describing, Lex, is you were actually inside the building, right? Mm-hmm. Walking on the ground where, as Claire said, part of it was leveled and destroyed to erect this memorial. Part of it was still standing, the old building. But 
actually being on the site that, that changes you in some way, right? And I think it's really strange to have been spent so much, so much time outside of abortion facilities, counseling the mothers going in and just having that eerie feel, feeling outside of them, knowing what's happening behind the closed doors. And then having that almost same eerie feeling standing inside the place where yeah. you could just visualize babies being decapitated, disemboweled and dismembered and just like really thinking about that that was going on and then on top of that having read all of these letters that um, mothers and fathers who chose abortion um, left in just such sorrow and regret from what they have done it's just really really like I feel like if you look at that if you really understand the weight of what's going on you can kind of start to grasp the the real horror of abortion at that point. But I, I also think if we weren't coupling that um, with like knowing how, feeling how bad abortion is, but also knowing how bad abortion is, then we would be at a loss as well. So we needed to know and we need to feel. And I was like thinking about this. I was like, if I didn't see the victims of abortion, if I didn't see photographs, I don't know if I would have felt so deeply being at the National Memorial. What do you think, Claire? If you hadn't seen what abortion is, do you think you would have had such a heart change whenever you went to the memorial no because i think like obviously um like we think about people dying as bad but just to see the graphic horror of they're not just dying they're being ripped apart on purpose and um and we call that a choice right i mean so imagine you see pictures of the holocaust which i'm sure all of our listeners have and then you go to a site where you see the actual names of people killed in the Holocaust. You have the names in your mind, but then also this actual vivid imagery to put with each name. So we see those plaques and all the names. I would love, Claire, if you have a have something to share from one of those that moved you today. We were there, um, but you see the names, you read the letters, as Alexi said, and then you have in the back of your mind, you know what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, this is the powerful imagery here. It's the ugly, ugly horror death and the redemption of what this place is because you have this horror of genocide, this site of genocide was leveled, a new memorial was raised. That's redemption, that's beautiful, that's powerful. And I think that it's um, just hard to capture. But before you share maybe something you saw at the memorial, Claire, today, I love that moment. I, I, it's, it's, it's hard. But I love when we walk in there with the justice writers and you walk in between these, in these doors to a little um, building where the wall is inside and it's just dead silent, right? Mm -hmm. Except for crying. Because all we're taking, talking high school students, right? And they are, some of them are reduced to weeping, to just quiet reflection, but no one's talking. It is silent and somber. So maybe for our listeners to put themselves in their shoes, Claire, can you share something you saw today? Yeah, so this is actually something I saw my first time there. And I just, I find it every time because it's just, it's so heartbreaking. Um, it says, to my first child, please forgive my selfishness. And then below it, there's another plaque that says, to my second child, please forgive my selfishness. To my third child, please forgive my selfishness. To my fourth child, please forgive my selfishness. And then to my fifth child, please forgive my selfishness. Wow. Five babies killed by one mother. And this is, this is what, what really impacted me is all these parents that now seek forgiveness from God, mm. that wish someone had been there to help them, to support them, to tell them that they would regret this later on. And that's, that's what I want to do. I want, I want to help parents and like help babies, but also help parents um, find redemption, but also have to not go through that pain. So tell us, Claire, So, because I think that was powerful. I mean, this would be only a site of devastation. 
if not for the gospel. Yes. And you walk in there, and it's pretty clearly stated. There's a plaque there saying this is a site of healing, that healing comes in the shadow of the cross. It's not just some vague humanistic hope. So yeah. this is a site built on the truth of the gospel. But unpack that. I know our listeners know this, but it's good for all of us here again. Why is there good news? What's the redemption? Because Christ, because Christ died on the cross for all of us, that we can be forgiven for any sin. I mean, all of us are sinners. Um, I'm I'm no better than any mother who has had abortion mm-hmm. and abortion this mother who has had five abortions like we're all sinners we have all sinned against an infinitely perfect God but since God chose to to make himself human to come die on the cross for us we can be forgiven through that and that is the hope of the gospel and that is the hope we can give and offer these these suffering parents these hurting parents And that's what we'll be doing for the rest of the week on the Justice Ride. We're going to be talking to mothers and fathers who have had abortions. And um, I know Claire right now is kind of getting choked up thinking about this, but it's the passion that you have that can drive you. And it's also just the the steadfastness um, and the love of God that can drive us and pull us to um, continue to share the truth of them. Like even in the memorial, there's this big, beautiful cross that's um, mm. in in the middle, in between everything going on. Um, and they have like some chairs lined up. So kind of facing the cross and you can just look at that and remember the sacrifice that Jesus made um, for them. And a lot of these letters are talking about God or talking yeah. about um, the forgiveness that they have had now in Jesus. And I think that is what we need to be sharing with these people. You know, um, the pro-abortion side just wants to make it um, seem as though, you know, it's a woman's choice. You shouldn't feel guilty about it. If you feel guilty about it, it's just because people are making you feel guilty, not because you actually should. Um, But no, God has said, you know, he's given us a conscience for a reason to convict us of our sins that we would come to him um, and seek reconciliation. Um, And so that's a very good thing. And it's a good thing that we feel, feel sorrowful over that. Do you have anything else, Claire, that you'd like to share from that you saw? Well, just um, I just wanted to share like when the reason I just remember getting after I went for the first time, just getting back on the bus and just I mean, it was the first time you'd been Lexi and just yeah, feeling just horror and like devastation and just knowing that like I couldn't move on and do nothing like I had to do more I couldn't I couldn't just come on a justice ride once a year I had to get involved and and do the internship and now be doing a gap year internship like it just it totally revolutionized my life and anyone listening again our justice riders so we have right now it's two buses that was one bus back then Claire Mm -hmm. but a bus at that time it was packed to the gills we had maybe 50 some students on a bus we have 80 with us on two buses this time but so you take 50 high school students college students I'm on a bus it's loud very loud yeah we get back to the memorial that year you're talking about it was dead silent uh-huh. it was crazy. and I'm not just I'm not saying that right there was you could hear a pin drop on the bus because everyone was just so overwhelmed with what they had seen and I think we should share a couple more things that we saw today that again were overwhelming I mean I have a letter I saw yeah I want to hear your letter so this this one just breaks me Every, I've seen this for a couple years now and it's still there and it breaks me because now I'm a dad so I um, when I first saw some of the letters from siblings to their aborted siblings um, it was just kind of broken and this one says for Peniel mom regrets what she did and is very sorry I'm in seventh grade now mom started to save one class to help people who mourn over abortion I can't wait till I see you in heaven your sister Ella I just thinking of Ella I, I don't know I mean I just when I see that I think of my children and um, I mean I just like the pain of a, I have not lost a sibling but um, 
I just think it's so deep. And we see how abortion, it's violence against the preborn babies. We talked before about primary, secondary victims, right? But you cannot kill people, primary victims, without having great consequences. And some of the consequences are parents that Claire mentioned, mourning, grieving. Others like Ella who are grieving their siblings. We have the killers themselves who have tainted themselves and spent their life now hopefully trying to find healing from the trauma of doing the killing. There's so much overwhelming pain, residual pain from abortion. Um, so like Claire said, when I see that, I, you know, I've been um, full-time in the pro-life movement for over a, over a decade now. It's easy for it, to, for it to become a very intellectual exercise for me. I have to go there for, to remind myself why this really matters. It's not intellectual debate. It's real lives. Well, actually, as I was walking in today, I was thinking that because I wasn't um, very emotional about it or anything whenever I was first walked in there, um, and I was just sitting down praying, and I was like thinking about the past two times that I had been, um, the past two justice rides, and how or I guess three justice rides now, um, how it impacted me and how I was kind of feeling guilty. I was like, I really don't feel, I'm not feeling much right now. Mm. Um, and it wasn't actually until I got up and I started reading some of the letters that, um, the, the parents have written or siblings had written that I actually started to feel anything. Um, but I was kind of comforted, comforted in that knowing that it's okay. If your emotions don't always, you know, aren't always the ones that are sustaining you in this fight. Um, and so for all of right. everybody listening right now, even if maybe sometimes you don't feel um, like so brokenhearted over the over the loss of the lives of babies in the womb, doesn't mean that we have any less obligation to defending those lives. That's so important. I hope that's what the justice writers got today, right? So I want them to feel something there, and they should feel something there. Um, normally, that's the way you are. But you're right, Lexi. Like, you're not always going to feel that way. And so I think what matters is for Claire, for example, she felt something a few years ago. But what mattered more than what she felt was what she did in response to that. Because like you're saying, you're not going to always feel a certain way. And um, that's really okay. What matters is what do you do in response to the objective reality that human beings mm -hmm. are being killed. And I, I, I'm not someone who's always emotional. And I, I recognize, like you said, what matters is what am I doing, not how do I feel. So I think that Claire, again, is a good example that you took action. So today, coming again full circle, was there anything new you felt today being there? I mean, it, for me, I've now been working full time in this for the last three or four months. Um, and I just like it sometimes just it's like I have to remind myself that these are humans and that's what I'm fighting for. But also just like I can't you can't get into the daily every day just going through the motions. You have to constantly remind yourself mm -hmm. what you're fighting for, who you're fighting for. But also just like I once told someone like I could go there every day for a year and I would cry every day. It just like it's so it's so devastating and but like I just yeah just feeling that again just gives like it re it reignites your passion for it. And so like Lexi was saying though, so now if we move from what you feel to what you're doing, how does it affect the rest of your gap year? Kind of this what what does it does it do anything change your change in any way for what you're going to be doing i mean it really just convicts me to like take every conversation you have with someone seriously take every um woman walking into planned parenthood seriously like take remember that these are humans that we are we are fighting for we are fighting for and even just like in that letter like you were reading we're not just fighting for the the baby and the mother we're fighting for everyone it affects it affects way i mean i have friends who have had abortions i know people i go to church with people who have had abortions and just 
like knowing how much pain they've gone through um it doesn't like it's wrong because it kills an innocent human being but they're like you said they're secondary victims that we want to help and it's not just the mother it's so many more people that it affects yeah i think that it is a, a something that can drive you to continue in the fight and i think it's almost like a good restart in a way if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah like i always mm-hmm. look to the justice ride as a time of like restart um in kind of your drive and especially being around so many other people who are so new to the movement and are like in awe of outreach and seeing somebody change their mind on the board on abortion for the first time and that is something that's so special and mm-hmm. it really pushes you to continue on and continue you to do more um but we also can hold on to those moments like you said you told everybody today all the justice writers to remember how you feel mm-hmm. um because there are going to be times where you're not feeling this way but remember this um and that is what is going to help you continue on that's exactly right and so i think we should wrap up this one because I, there's so much more we could say about it but I, what i want to do right now is instead of you know i normally ask for subscribes and reviews i'm not going to ask for that today i want you to go to the website we'll have it in the show notes the National Memorial for the Unborn. And I'm also going to just recommend you plan a trip. It is worth a trip to come here. Absolutely. The first Justice Rides, we weren't coming here. I can't remember when we started coming, but it has changed our Justice Rides because it really puts that human picture on this. No matter what you feel or don't feel there, you cannot walk away unchanged, right? You will walk away um, moved in some way, whether it's an emotion or this this conviction. I don't know. It's going to affect you. So please plan a trip to them, uh, to the memorial. You should definitely go there. So... Thank you for joining us. We're sorry for the audio. It's not been great. We know that, but that's because we're on the bus. But we're recording this special mini-series because we want to give you a picture of the Justice Ride. So please go to the memorial and come. Please keep, keep listening. We'll have more on the Justice Ride. But until then, we just want to say thank you for listening to this. Pray for the babies. Pray for their parents. Pray for the siblings. Pray for the killers themselves. Pray for an end of this genocide. But thank you for joining us for this episode. We are created equal. And this has been The Debrief. <laughs>